0: If you are lucky enough to have lived in Paris as a young man, then wherever you go for the rest of your life, it stays with you. For Paris is a movable feast. Ernest Hemingway, 1950 Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and a couple episodes ago, I did a review of a book that was a memoir of the Cold War. For today's episode, I want to do another book review about a memoir of the Lost Generation period in Paris in the 1920s. Now I realize this isn't specifically revisionist history, but I've also said before that we need to read real history in order to be able to avoid revisionist history. And memoirs can be a good way to do that. In the case of the one that I'm reviewing today, A Moveable Feast by Ernest Hemingway, it can also veer into revisionist history. As Hemingway says at the beginning, he says if you want to take it as fiction, you can. But I think it's an important glimpse into a period that we don't really talk a lot about. A Movable Feast is Hemingway's first-hand account of his time in Paris between 1921 and 1926, covering the years just before the publication of his novel The Sun Also Rises in October of 1926. It provides both the historical record and valuable insights into his writing process during those formative years, as well as serving as a chronicle of the other great expat writers of the 1920s. These include such luminaries as Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald, James Joyce, Ezra Pound, DeJuna Barnes, John De Passos, Gertrude Stein, Alice B. Toklas, Ford Maddox Ford, and Sylvia Beach, the patron saint of all booksellers. The memoir is a fascinating glimpse into the post-World War I period that still fascinates both readers and writers today, exactly 100 years later. It explains the genesis of the term lost generation, the credit for that goes to Gertrude Stein gives a sometimes startling account of life in Paris in the early 20th century, recounts his marriage to his first wife Hadley and its ultimate disintegration, and contains a story about F. Scott Fitzgerald most fans of The Great Gatsby know nothing about. Hemingway recounts a conversation with Fitzgerald during which the legendary author told Hemingway about an argument he had had with his wife Zelda during which she mocked his manhood. Fitzgerald was known to be horribly insecure about many things especially his marriage, and he told Hemingway that after her comment, he was worried about how he, quote, measured up down there, end quote. Hemingway being Hemingway, he immediately steered Fitzgerald to the nearest men's room to, expect, to inspect Scott for himself. And following this inspection, Hemingway assured Fitzgerald that he was a perfectly normal size. You thought writers were boring. And the memoir of these parish years was written more than 30 years after the fact and the book was not finally published until three years after Hemingway's death on July 2, 1961. He wasn't, however, relying only on distant memories for the material, which is why I don't believe it's necessarily revisionist. In the mid-1950s, Hemingway was staying at the Ritz Hotel in Paris when a hotel employee who knew him from those earlier days, reminded him that he had a trunk still stored in the hotel's basement from 1930. In that trunk, Hemingway found letters and two stacks of notebooks from his time in the city in the 1920s, and it's that material from those notebooks and letters that forms the bulk of a movable feast. The memoir is filled with wonderful anecdotes, advice, observations, and quotes, including one of my favorite Hemingway quotes ever. Earlier, I mentioned Sylvia Beach, the owner of Shakespeare & Company Bookstore in Paris. During those early years when he was just an unknown journalist for the Toronto Star trying to write his first novel, Sylvia essentially adopted Hemingway, as she did with many other writers. He had his mail sent there, she loaned him novels to read, made sure he ate regularly, and spent time with him in Hadley when they had few other friends in Paris. In a movable feast, Hemingway can often be caustic in his assessment of people. Of Sylvia, however, he wrote this, No one that I ever knew, was nicer to me. So pick up a copy of Immovable Feast* today. It gives a good glimpse, as I said before, into Paris of in the 1920s, expat American writers and artists of that period, as well as how World War I affected many of them. That's our episode for today. We'll be back to Straight History later this week.